I'm assuming it's Tagalog, but the only two words I know in Tagalog that I always remember is Simbangabi. And they're my favorite two words. There's just some music to that. Simbangabi. I love it. Um, and I also read today, because I, I got curious, and I said, you know, I say this all the time, Simbangabi, but what's it mean? And I understand it means night mass. Is that correct? Night mass? So there, I'm fluent in, in Tagalog now, okay? So we can talk. Anybody who wants to talk with me, I'll just keep saying Simbangabi to you, okay? And actually, this time, just like the Posadas, just like the Novena before Our Lady Guadalupe, this idea of a Novena, nine-day prayer, is a really big and strong tradition in our church. And the way I see it, especially in a larger season of Advent, four weeks, four weeks uh, symbolized by those candles, the last nine days become intensified. I don't know exactly in uh, uh, similar example, but let me throw one out. Let's say I was a coach, and you are all on my football team, okay? And I say, hey, we got to get in shape, all of you, so go out and walk five laps around the field, and so you do it, and I say, now run ten laps around the field, and you do it, and then I say, okay, now we're going to get really tough. Get out on your hands and knees and do 150 push-ups. That's the last nine days. That's the last nine days. We're getting intense now. Because we want to drive ourselves into this mystery and let it really overwhelm us with grace and love. We're about to celebrate the birth of Jesus the Christ. And with the help of the scriptures, and I'm assuming, the first reading, because I don't really speak Tagalog, so I'm assuming the first story was about uh, the Lord speaking to Ahaz. Aha, okay. Well, the Lord speaks to Ahaz, and, and, and he says this, ask for a sign from the Lord your God. And God's speaking, he says, let it be deep as the netherworld or high as the sky. Ask for a sign. And this is Ahaz's response. I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Oh, my God. What a way to talk back to God. And then God just puts him in his place. Oh, for God's sake. He says, I'm God you're speaking to. He says, but I'll tell you what. You don't ask for a sign, I'm going to give you a sign. And the sign I'm going to give you is this. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. And we hear this long messianic tradition that through the Davidic line, a king was going to be born that was going to bring peace to the world, salvation to the world. And this passage is always used as a way of pointing to that belief that was deep within the Israelite people. So then we come to this particular scene, and this is, of course, the Annunciation. Now, in historic, uh, chronological time, we would have said, this happened nine months before, this is the moment of conception. But it doesn't matter. The church uses this because it's pointing us to Mary and drawing us into this mystery that's going to be around that crib that we celebrate. And so the angel appears. And this is an angelic moment. And Mary must have been troubled, surely, just by this experience, a very powerful spiritual experience. And the angel tells her, gives her a message, says, don't be afraid you found favor with God. And then 
the angel tells this incredible message. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you'll name him Jesus. He will be called Great, Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David's father and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary responds with fear, with question. Uh, you know, how can this be? I've never had relations with a man. She didn't argue. She didn't say it can't be, but she just didn't get it. How could this be? I've never been with a man before. How could I be pregnant? And so we're talking about a spiritual impregnation of such potency that God poured his spirit over Mary and into Mary, and she conceived the Son of God. And then the angel does explain it. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. This, this barrenness of your cousin Elizabeth has already been taken care of by God too. And God is going to work this wonder in you. And then he ends by saying, the angel says, for nothing will be impossible for God. Now, to Mary's great credit, even though she didn't understand it, she got this explanation, she just accepted it fully. Accepted it fully. And her simple response was, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And that was enough for the angel. Mary responded, she accepted, she humbly acknowledged what the angel said, and she said, I'm the handmaid of the Lord, do with me whatever you will. And boom, the angel was gone. That was enough. So I ask you, is it enough for us? Do we come to this great feast of Christmas now just uh, five days away? Are we ready for it? Are we ready to say Christ has come into our world? And my understanding, this has been 400 years since you've been doing the Sibangavi. I, I think I read that, 1469 or something like that. So you have a long tradition of getting up in the middle of the night or early in the morning, celebrating Mass and praying in preparation for nine days for the great feast of Christmas. And that's after three weeks already. Of, of going through the Advent season. But this last nine days, you dig in. You dig in to open yourselves to the power of this grace that is about to come upon us through the person of Jesus Christ. And the only way it really affects us is if we really are aware, that we really are alert, that we really are saying what we sing all through this uh, Advent time, O come, O come, Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Come, Emmanuel. God with us, come into us, come among us. And we celebrate that precisely through the person of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, as we gather for these final days of the Advent season, uh, let us all make sure that we get at least a moment a personal moment, each of us. This is wonderful that we're all together, but a personal moment for every one of us to stop and greet the Christ, to stop and say, Lord, come into my, be born into my heart and into my life. Be born in me. Because the more that we welcome Christ, 
that we welcome the Emmanuel, that we welcome God among us. That's the possibility, and I would even say the probability, that we will know the grace of Christ, and it will make a difference in us.